Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's October 25th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Nicholas D. Dolly's under the weather and didn't feel up to doing the show today. So, Dolly, if you happen to be, be uh, uh, you know, listening, uh, love you much. I'm sorry you're not here. And the boys don't know what, to, what we're going to do today because Dolly's not here. They're trying to convince me to... Talk to George Patton. <laughs> hey, Walt. Yeah, it'll be. Uh... Or oh. Nick. Nick is echoing. Yeah, I'm hearing echo again. Now it seems mm. gone. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it's not radio echo. You heard, you know, if you were listening to Derek earlier today, he spoke about simultaneous lives and duplicate lives and parallel lives. So we could be. Uh, Hitting, we're, we're hitting the edge of the veil, so we maybe we hear our voices double because we're two of our two or more of us are here, and we I mean, you get this crosstalk, you know, in technical terms, crosstalk. Yeah, that that would be interesting in real life to experience yeah. like the echo in real life, but I, I'm hearing it. I guess it's Skype or some radio uh, glitch that we're getting, but now the echo is gone. So uh, good evening and. Uh, I hope Dolly's going to feel better soon. Okay. Am I... I muted myself again. Jeez. Hello, Nancy. Are you muted? Yes, and I had so many windows open, I couldn't get to the mute button that's on the voice meter. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's gone again. All right, they're not hearing an echo in 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 over the station. I'm not hearing it here. Okay, we're good. And Walt, are you hearing it? Nope. Now okay. it's gone. All right. Well, Nick, don't if if it comes up again, don't just interrupt the show because I don't yeah, know I'll, what to I'll do. Yeah, I'll ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um. Okay. So, yes, George Patton. That what they asked me was they said. Um, you know how did we how did we even get into that some i don't remember how we got because into because we were talking about uh, multiple lives with Derek and his spiritual work so the subject I, uh, one of the times i i mentioned the on the subject of uh, because Derek when he has had been asked about past lives he says he doesn't believe, believe not in past lives not so much as belief it's he doesn't see them as past lives because they're all happening at the same time. So I, he reminded me of something said by, by Dayama, the lady who was uh, president of SRF for so many years. She was a disciple of Yogananda. Yogananda had said to those uh, uh, disciples who got that uh, skill woken up in them, the ability to see other lives, and they become kind of enthralled in it or excited. Oh, look, I... Now we're getting somewhere. We're seeing past lives. 
and he, the first thing he would say to them, stop, do not look at, look at past lives, because you are the sum total of all your lives. Your life now, it's the, it, the present life, is the most important life, and they're more important than your past lives. So that yeah. brought to mind the the, uh, the situation where it, this is the case, like for example, you who have active conscious interaction with knowledge of other lives are proof of that because you get information from past lives but none of them are more important than you you are the most important one because you are the present life and and proof of that like i remember the anecdote when uh, uh patent did the, uh, the the fire firing range and then you remember the other anecdote where you saved the patient's life because they didn't know how to treat the, the his diabetic condition, whether with too much or too little, and you spoke up. It wasn't you because you said your mind went blank. You didn't know where to go or what. You never been so close to someone, close to death. So another part of you stepped in and explained something to them that it made sense and they knew how to treat the patient correctly. So that's how that's how Patton came into the picture <laughs> because he was part of the conversation. Well, the the connection I have with Patton, first off, we also talked about the fact that your higher self is like the centerpiece of a uh, wagon wheel, you know, where you got all these spokes going off. And in reality, everything is kind of like that because you are the center of your own universe. So if I'm remote viewing, that's exactly what, to me, I'm doing. I'm in the middle. There's all these little layers, uh, not layers, but pathways to different places in time and space and coming off like, like the, you know, the spokes would. And so I just follow that to where it is, but it's not me following it to where it is. It's more like bringing the information to me, bringing the scenario to me. Because I don't feel like I'm going anyplace. I feel like I'm drawing it into me. Um, yeah, but why, it's, why would you need to go anywhere, right? Right. It makes no sense. Right. Now, you do have to have an a anchor because from well, over my lifetime, I've realized that there are other alternate us's or alternate places, like time and space. Like the Nancy in the mirror, the, the long-haired gay lady that was very wealthy? Yes, but it, it's it's more than that. It's like uh, place and space, because if you, if you want to remote something, you need to have some kind of an anchor that says this is where this is where this timeline is. Do you remember when when you made this device, and he sends me this device? I go like I don't have a clue as to what this is for, and Which I one? there's so many. Well, that's true. <laughs> But I, you know, knew that there might be something more to it. And sure enough, a little bit later, a few days, I get another piece of it. And, I get, and as soon as I get the two together, then I get the download of what this is about. And I set it up, and I'm like, I don't have any idea of what it's really for. I just know that these two pieces work together. And they were very, my guides were very specific that it should be on top of the fish tank uh, top because they wanted to be able to use the water. And um, so I'm 
laying down and I'm just thinking about this thing. What is it? Trying to get more information. And all of a sudden, I've got a signal coming into my head that was not one I'd ever had before. And it freaked me out. And so I immediately said, Gaia, is this a safe frequency? And she was like, yes, yes. And I'm going like, okay. So um, it it was... uh, uh, it, the the message was very it's it when they download it's like a zip file it just gets into your head and then it opens up and this was a very this is one file you know and it was um blue ravens need beacon and i'm going like okay now i didn't gotten introduced to the the blue raven raven avians it's a uh, extraterrestrial group that looks like birds and the reason it got on my uh, uh, in, into my environment was because of uh, Corey Good talking about him. And so now I get this message. I said, "Why?" I asked Guy. I don't ask them because I, I don't seem. I, I was I was more comfortable with Guy. I said, "Guy, why would they need some kind of a beacon?" And she said, "Place and space. They don't know where the reality is that they're going to." And I went, oh. So they needed an anchor because as they come into the solar system, and they were, they were, remember, Walt, that they were being, uh, people were seeing them through stuff. I don't know, like uh, uh, telescopes and stuff. But they were, yeah, people were reporting sightings. They just didn't know what they were looking at. Right. Blue orbs, great big, huge blue orbs. Remember? Wasn't that right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, and then right after that, uh, so when they come in, they ne- they need to. There's, we think of timelines. You know, well, where are the timelines? Well, the timelines are right next to us. You have to be in a very similar frequency. You're just slightly changing it, and in your slight change, you're changing probably place more than I mean space more than place. Because you're not changing where you are, you're changing, you know, your place. Yeah, your, it's your, energy your, signature. The yeah, you're, the okay, thank you. Different. Yes, it's different. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were looking for because back in 2000, you know, I was given this, there's a whole story associated with it, but I was given this decision to jump timelines. And. There was an, a tremendous number of people who asked the same question or not given the, given the opportunity because they weren't so connected with their higher self or whatever. Um, but like Christia Cummings Slack, now she, when I explained this, she said, oh my God, she said, I, I, that was what happened. But she didn't have the story, and I'm the storyteller. So they tell me the story. They get me involved in the actual story, but I think it happened to, to I don't know, maybe everybody, I don't know. Um, but w- what they were saying is I needed to jump this timeline, and I said, well, what the hell would I have to jump timelines for? Well, because the one that is out there is um, very dangerous, and it needs to be changed from the inside, not the outside. And uh, so I said, okay, and then I asked, will I succeed? I'm not going to take a trip I'm not going to succeed on, sorry. Uh, and yes, yes, you're going to succeed. Okay, am I going to save everybody? And they, and that's when they're not deceitful. They just don't tell you the whole story. 
and there was a hesitation before I got yes. But as I've gone along this this <laughs> this timeline, um, I realized that yes, the people that are prepared to make the changes to to the new reality um, are going to make it. But there's an awful lot of people that won't, and I guess I'm okay with that. Uh, to to kind of like give myself a story as to what happens, I would say, yeah, they're going to stay on the old in the old world and we're going to stay get in the new world and they're going to go off and do whatever and it, it it's not my responsibility you know what they decide to do um so i really bought into the the concept first put out it, that i know of, of by dolores cannon concerning this the two worlds you know a separation of worlds and because i think we we mentioned this on the say what show well now i'm sure that that's not going to happen because if it did we're sending Gaia off into hell a piece of Gaia she's been in hell for thousands of years you were going to let her sit there no the whole purpose of this is to get her out of hell you know so that no that's not going to happen you know but but like quick question Nancy uh, sure um that concept from Dolores Cannon about the uh, the two Earth uh, separating, what's the difference between these two Earths and uh, different Earths on different timelines? That's the thing that it's not. It's they, that's what they were touting that it was going to happen, but it isn't. It's the people that are leaving the planet and the, and people are staying. That's the big split. The for the longest time, sorry, I'm answering the question and you're asking Nancy, not me. But uh, for the it's longest good. time, it's, it's okay. everyone <laughs> everyone was convinced that there was going to be, like the Earth, like an egg separating and creating two eggs from one egg. But that's not the case. It's What's yeah. happening is that a huge segment of the population is choosing to leave because they want to continue. That's what Inelia explains. When she came to the planet... Uh, you know, she's a fully conscious being and she embodied her physical body as a fully conscious being. She was not affected by the veil of forgetting that we are born and we don't remember our past lives. Because this is her her first existence as a human being. She's never been embodied before. So she came with a belief that she was here to help raise the vibration of the planet because the population is moving onto a higher level of reality, a higher, you know, higher dimensionality. But then came the, this this year came around where there was a huge split, and she was literally taken out of the planet. So for, I don't know for how many days she was. It, her body was alive and went through the motions of living life, but she wasn't in it because they knew she wouldn't survive the the the, the disappointment because she was told that unfortunately a great percentage of the population is choosing to continue that existence of light and dark, of good versus evil, and all that crap that they've been pushing for so long. There are people that are still enjoying that game. So those are the people that have to leave because the plant doesn't want to be in that game anymore. That's where you have the confirmation from Doreen Dotan that she's saying, you know, for thousands of years the planet was like in a neutral space it was being destroyed and she didn't care one way or the other 
then she changed her mind. She started asking for help from all the other civilizations, and they, they came to the end to help her help, and they helped her get out of this black pit where she was so that she could survive. So now she's changed her mind. She says, no, I don't want this darkness anymore. I'm done with this darkness. So that's why Doreen Dotan says, if you're not in, in the favor of the planet, if you're not in the favor of humanity, you're going to have a very tough time. Because she doesn't want to, she doesn't care for that darkness agenda anymore. So that that's where the split is happening. That's why so many people are leaving and, and why we're scratching our heads and saying, how can this be? How can people not see what's going on? How can people be blind to this? And we and we come up, you know, where our imaginations are filling in the gaps. Maybe they're background people. Maybe they're they're they brainwashed. They're whatever a thousand and one reasons and explanations why it's happening. But in at, at the end of the day, it's happening. A big chunk of people are leaving, and another big chunk is staying, and they're done with this old reality, and they're doing the damnness to get ready and, and educated and clear the clear old karma, whatever has to be done, but just working actively at creating their new reality. Right? Whichever way works best for them. And that's why like people like in Eli are you know are, are fighting to gather two million people that are working actively to create the, the reality they want. So She's not wasting her time fighting against the old system because the old system is collapsing anyway. It's the energies of the old system, the energies of the playbook of the cabal, they're unsustainable in Earth's new reality. They're unsustainable in Gaia's new reality. So why fight against it? Why do why pick up a why pick up a sword and say, "Oh, I am the savior warrior and I'm going to defeat the bad guys and that's the old game. That's the game that we're getting away from. They've been shoving that game on our faces forever. It's over and done with. We don't we don't need to be fighting evil in order to continue with our evolution. And that's what we want. Because our let's 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 face it. I mean, our evolution as a species is like at a dead stop because we we, we should be we should be able to travel among the stars like in Star Trek, and we can't. We're still, you know, using fossil fuels and all of that because, you know, everything is about control. So that's what we're getting away from. We're getting away from this insane control. And unfortunately, there's a group, a big chunk of the population that wants to continue the enjoying that beautiful, wonderful, in <laughs> enthralling game of light versus dark good versus evil and blah 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 and no matter what you tell them they hate you for telling them like that's like uh, the thing uh, the most recent conversation where you remember in the last show where uh, in, in the say watch show Christia was under the you know was a uh, under the weather health wise and we had this conversation where you know I'm still her she's still my her picture is still in the spooky scaler machine to help her and her the story she told regarding her her family and this and the uh, in, what do you call it this vaccination thing it, it echoes very much your own Nick because it, it was first of all she's a is a healer people come to her to do healing and she she's very accurate because she does energy healing her family went to consult her 
So when the first she asked the first question, did my father get inoculated? You know, did he get the booster shot? The first thing they did is they got angry. They got angry and shoved her aside because she was openly talking against. You know, did he, did he get the, the booster shots? Did he get inoculated? And they don't they don't want to be shown that they are the ones who put their foot in it. You know, they they want their their the decision to get inoculated to be supported. Well, that's not that's not their agenda. Their agenda, they're still stuck in the old light and dark agenda. We're moving into a reality where we don't have to be fighting against light, against dark. It's all light. What we're doing is we're working through our evolution, and we're all different. We're all in different stages. Case in point, uh, in conversation today with Derek, he, he, he goes to show how different we all are when it comes to where are we energy-wise. Like energy-wise, he's like an open book. He's like witnessing different energies, and he has to. He's constantly referring to how he has to switch his perception from 3D to 4D to 5D. And you would think he's crazy. No, he's not crazy. He's just expressing what is natural to him. Now that's where he is. Is he a better than us? No, he's different. The, the the biggest ego trip is when we kind of punish ourselves, oh, I'm not as advanced as that person, or resentment, oh, I really hate that guy, he's so, so advanced, he can do like all these, well, there's no reason for either one. Yeah, that's the competitive, yeah. the competitive program that we've been uh, brainwashed with. Yeah, like, like I mean, you, you come from the music world, I'm sure you've witnessed tons of uh, competition and attitude ego attitude amongst musicians oh man this, like you wouldn't believe one, oh i'm better than that guy and the and the thing is that music has nothing to do with nothing with to do with competition competition doesn't even come to it because when you compose and you create it, it is not even coming from you so what are you fighting for what are you arguing about what are you proving when the music isn't even coming from you you're helping you're channeling it, you're bringing it, you're giving a shape and form so that others can experience it, but you're not the source of it. So what is what is the competition for? What are you competing for? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, interesting that you say this because that's exactly how I felt, you know, whenever I encountered uh, competition uh, or people being jealous of other people. And... Uh, putting you down you know in any way in any any way they can because they feel they're they can compete somehow they're in a different uh let's say a different uh, talent level and 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 they they feel like they need to put you down in order for them to bring themselves up and it's just not fun uh environment and i guess that's why in a way, yeah, i didn't get involved it. in the industry <laughs> it devalues the value of music because music has nothing to do with making money that's exactly yeah that's that's <laughs> that's what i uh, i realized that these people don't create music for the the sake of creating music for the love of music for that that joy of creativity for them it's a competitive thing that they, they need to fight and they need to put down people that they perceive as being um oh, uh, better than the them somehow or i don't the know they need to put down evidence, people yeah the ultimate evidence of of what you of everything you describe is the change of the tuning 
changing it to 440 and 443. Why? How is the music going to be better? No, it's not going to be better. It's just you're changing the, the tuning so that you can access another energy signature so that you can control people by overexcitement of the senses. It's not supposed to be for, uh, you know, 440 or 443 like in Argentina. It's supposed to be 432 because that is the natural tuning. Why the need? If it's just sound, why need that change? Oh, we, you need to make that change in order to access another range of emotion, to, in order to have a different emotional impact so that you, you bring people. It's like it keeps, it keeps you excited. It keeps you in a state of excitement. Haven't you noticed how excite, uh, the word exciting is a buzzword in all of the corporate America? I mean, you, you can go to any lecture or any presentation from anybody. I, I challenge you, name a, a, name a corporation, any corporation, and just go look at the, the things that they say when they do a presentation. Like I remember the, uh, in, in, uh, in Care Fusion Corporation, when they would go and do a lecture for the employees and talk about something, some new rule or some new regulation, they can't say two words without beginning, oh, I'm so excited by this. Everything is based on excitement. And if you, and you know, you have read the work of Castaneda, Nancy, how he, he in, one, in one of the books, he explains that the business of exciting people was done on purpose because you, the that energy field that re reflects the level of consciousness, which is like an envelope around the body, the more you are excited, they actually come in and feed on it. So they, they, they keep raising that excitement so that that level of energy gets excited and they consume it and then you they, you, you feel exhausted. At the end of the whatever it is, a game, a picture, a concert, whatever it is, at the end of it you're exhausted because they've actually been eating the uh, that, that uh, sheath of consciousness energy. And then the next day they do it. Why, why do you think they're so focused on excitement? Excitement in sports, excitement in the movies, ex you, you name it. The buzzword is excitement. Because how do you think they harvest luge? In order to harvest luge from the population, they need to keep it excited. And, now, and Walt, <laughs> that excitement, <clears throat> uh, you know, if they sold the, uh, the tuning, the change of tuning to 440 hertz uh, by selling it as something exciting... Um, I've tuned most of my life. I've tuned my instruments to that that 440 hertz uh, standard until a couple of years ago. I became aware of the 432 hertz tuning that, like you say, feels more natural. And indeed, it feels different to me. I've experienced twice when I, I've uh, made a comparison of something uh, in 432 hertz and then something tuned that same music tuned to 440 hertz. And both times I felt the 432 resonates in the body in a way that the 440 doesn't. And last time I did the experiment, I felt that when I went back to the 440 after hearing the 432, the 440 hertz tuning felt um, disharmonious. I don't know if that's an English word, but non-harmonious. It, it felt chaotic. So maybe this chaos that the, the 440 uh, tuning... Uses the, 
And Elio uses the word dissonant. Uh, yeah, that's the right word. That's the word I was looking for. So it, it's exactly how it felt. It felt dissonant. So I guess they sold the 440 dissonant tuning as exciting. And who introduced it in the first place anyway? The, was it a Nazi uh, general or yeah. something? Uh, yeah. So why? I mean, in 2022, why are we using a standard, still using a standard that was set by the Nazis in the first place? Why in the world would you use that standard? Because the music industry is part of the cabals, you know, business. Yeah, that's clear as day. Yeah. Well, people need to experiment the 432 hertz tuning uh, definitely to to feel the difference because that's the difference is is you feel it. That's how I I felt it. I don't know about you, Walt. Uh, you've been listening to 40, 432 hertz music. Have you felt that difference? Yeah, it feels great. First of all, the the big difference that I notice you don't feel uh, tired and worn and spent when when you when you feel excited overexcited by music that excites you afterwards instead of feeling empowered energized you feel exhausted you want to take a nap but when the music is 432 you actually feel refreshed I mean you could be listening to music for an hour or so uh, or while doing some work and then afterwards you don't feel tired you feel refreshed the difference is I'm not energy sensitive like you and Derek but I do can I can de- I can definitely feel the differences of that. Nancy, you were about to say. Well, I I think that the question that got you guys running on that uh, discussion was the concept of timelines, because you 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 were you were wondering about you know anyway. Now I've lost what it, what exactly it was that you asked me. Well, I what I realized as you were talking, uh, you were talking about Dolores Cannon's concept of two Earths uh, oh, separating, right. and uh, what what I realized is that okay, there's already several Earths because of the timelines, the, the different timelines. So I was wondering what's the difference between these two Earths that Dolores was talking about versus the uh, the different Earths of the timelines. You know, is it the same? Is it separate? Is it? Uh, well, I can't speak for her, okay. But I can tell you. What's your take on it? Well, the, what ha- what happened, okay, is that. Uh, all right, what happened was that every time a person has a thought, they're so powerful they actually begin a timeline. Now, if they proceed down the right instead of the left. The energy of that person is no longer there for the left side, that timeline, and it collapses. So wherever the person maintains their focus, that's the timeline that continues. Now, what happened prior to just before 2012, I'd say, it was happening anyway, but by 2012, well, it it goes back to to the fact that they have equipment um i'm trying to think of what they call it walt might remember the uh time uh viewing equipment um, the looking glass looking glass oh yeah that's yeah looking glass okay so <clears throat> they're using looking glass to be able to perceive different outcomes based on different scenarios so 
we support the Ukrainians, what happens? We do not support the Ukrainians, what happens? That's what they're asking, those kind of questions. And they discovered, now this thing, there's three of them actually, but Looking Glass, they they had been using this for a very long time. I'm not exactly sure how long, but you know, ever since I got in the business, I've been hearing about it. So when they started looking beyond into as they got closer to 2012 they could never see beyond 2012 it was like everything that they thought to do in the scenario change it here change it there it always ended up in the same two only two timelines existing the one was doom and gloom the other one was enlightenment and you know the ascension pathway okay so and, and i as an energy feeler i i realized this was happening bill brockbrader was the guy that brought that out to to the world but i had started feeling it and also i felt that if you look at it from that perspective the Mayan focus on 2012 and the change of ages makes sense to me. Because in the Mayan concept of the cosmic reality, it's that we go through these different, let's say, segments or sections of place and space, or, you know, space. Basically, you're talking space now, but you change your place every time you change the space. But that you go through these these sections like think of a pie you know a pie section type of thing and you go through it and when you do a whole new energy is at play and it's almost like you've gone through a default and i think probably when you're playing those electronic games you got something like that oh crap i just got killed now back to the beginning and let's see what happens now type of thing and so what 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 they were talking about was that every time you go through this segment of space, everything changes and there's a new game rules in play. And so 2012 was marking a new game, a new game starting up. So everything would default. And by default, what do you do? You get, you just close down the program and you start from scratch again. So the concept of timelines converging made sense to me oh we go back to zero and so from my just watching what was happening yes we got to 2012 and when we came out of 2012 there were only two timelines when we entered the you know the 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 gateway of this place we're in when when that happened the fabric of the energies changed but more importantly all of a sudden every single conceivable timeline was available again there was not just two and if you can possibly remember back in 2012 i mean i watched it it was phenomenal all all, i mean my friends my family uh, uh all sorts of things started happening like Oh, you know, if we do this, if I'm, oh, I just met this guy. Oh, I just got this business opportunity. There were so many options available to everybody. 
But then by April, I began to see all these timelines had started to collapse again. And what I suspect is at play here is a limitation of the storylines. Right now, you can clearly see a demarking of the battlefield. You've got patriots on one side who believe in a spiritual hierarchy of whatever, and that everybody's made equal, and everybody is... We, we, we're all entangled. Okay? you got that kind of a force. Then you got the other, and that's, that's what some people call, you know, do, do for others. The other side is do for yourself. No, it's a game, it's a kind of competition, you know, we've got to win this game, and there, you know, all the dark side stuff that, you know, our side just goes like, are you people crazy? <laughs> this, this doesn't sound like fun at all. And I think that what's happened, uh, Nick, is that we, we don't have all those timelines anymore. We've got the one on the one side and the one on the other side. Now, the difference is that there has been, in my opinion, a decrease in, okay, the, the one I just explained to you, you know, where we're, we're going on into this new reality, where all this other stuff isn't there. It's not the goody-two-shoe one. Because we've learned from what we just went through, what we're going through, that there are dark essences in the cosmos. That there are still struggles to gain more and more perfection. We have to, the first thing we have to focus on is healing Gaia, healing Mother Earth, healing the spaceship. And it's not because of a climate change, it's because you're toxifying the place. You're killing off the bees, you're killing off life, you know, just get a handle on that. So that, that timeline was not available prior to 2012. It was after 2012 that that timeline started to emerge. And that's the one I think that we're on. Is the one that is not going to just, you know, like there's people here who are going to go, oh yes, isn't this wonderful? This is, you know, you say to them, don't you remember all the shit? What shit? Aren't we happy? They, they, they go through and they're like numb. They don't learn. They, they're weird people. But there's an awful lot of people like that. Okay? You don't want that energy taken to the next level. What you want to do is you want to have the people who are engaged in a concept of we're all in this together. And pay attention and be aware. You know, I kind of get a little miffed at people, just a little, who are metaphysicians, but don't want to have anything to do with hearing about the 3D. No politics, no concept of the war, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. Because I think they're failing to experience the full implications of the game. So what, what's, what's the final, what are we striving for? Well, 
we're striving for a God force that, you know, there's a saying, you know, you know, God is omnipotent and knows everything and, you know, whatever those three words are. That God is, again, there's no time, that God is our future God. And that's where we're going. But for that future God to know everything, it has to experience everything. So in the miraculous, creative, unbelievable, whatever it is out there, well, just you're going to give, you're going to all powerful, you're going to have the power to be able to create. And so God creates and then experiences and then that energy, that knowledge, that everything that has that been taken in because of that experience is now part of God again, is God. And so God goes through all of these things all simultaneously. I mean, it's pretty amazing, you know, in order for us to know that in some place, some space, there is a God that is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving. Question: Hasn't hasn't the uh, Pazi told Dali already that we've already won? We just have to. We're experiencing what it is to get there. Well, God has already won. We sure hope so, because if somewhere along <laughs> the line, the people, let's say the dark side, you know, the dark side disconnects itself from source and thinks it can do what God has done, undo what God has done. Let's let's have all this transgender thing, you know, do, mutilating children, you know that that's we can do that. We can undo what God did. There is that force out there that doesn't believe in God. Not only doesn't believe in it, but works against it. Because for all I know, Satan is. So they're against they're against the planet. They're against the reality of the cosmos. Creation, yeah. you know. I mean, it's like you have to be able to, to. And I'm not saying I've got all the answers. I'm saying that as an observer of reality, who has written about reality and therefore gotten messaging about reality, I look at it and I say to myself, "Okay, there's only really." And I don't think the goody two shoes. I think that that's crashing as fast as the Kabbalah thing is. The Kabbalah thing. That the energy is all in this new timeline for Earth. And I can tell you, I was on that Goody Two-Shoes timeline when I was asked to come to this one. And I now believe that if they, if I hadn't have made that decision, if if humanity had not made that decision that we would have been still blind to the dark side and got hit so hard none of us would have gotten up. So well, That explains why all the timelines that opened up after 2012 closed up again. Because all those other timelines that opened up were contingent on the continuance of the Cabal reality. The Cabal reality is collapsing as we speak. That's why all those timelines had to collapse as well. Because... They were contingent on a, on, on a reality that's no longer valid. 
or it's collapsing as fast as it can. Yep, and the one that, that is growing is this one because more energies are being focused into this reality. Um, you can just you can just sense it. It's it it's never been so clear. I mean, to me, the the concept of timelines always felt uh, valid, but I never had like a clear, undeniable proof. But since the whole covid thing hit and we've seen the, the that split actually take place it's to me it's never been so clear that there's these two timelines playing out right now i don't know about you guys but to me it's it's so obvious it's the 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 proof that timelines exist well you won't get an argument from me because i I know they exist. Yeah, you perceive it very, very clearly. Uh, yeah, you can even see. More that... <laughs> you can see hiccups in it sometimes. You know, I, well, for good example, Cosmic Reality Chronicles. I'm playing the show that we did when um, President Trump became President Trump, the uh, November eighth of sixteen uh, election, and. We were going through. It's it's kind of it's a fun thing because Colleen Pappas, our producer, was definitely she's a she's a, a Trump hater, and I was I didn't like Trump. I I just couldn't get by. I just I would get like I I think I was I think I was under the programming of that Trump disruption thing or whatever it is. Um, but. Well, I'll tell you why it changed. So, I, but I, I was not for him, but I didn't like Hillary. You know, it was like, oh my God, we got to choose between these two people. What's this about? So, and in the end, I chose Hillary. Better somebody you know than somebody you don't know. Um, and I will admit that, you know, that's one of the mistakes I made in life. I don't make too many of them, but. You know, note that <laughs> I did not vote for Trump at 16. But when we got to the break, I, I, I was sitting here ready to go back online. And all of a sudden, it felt like the entire room had shifted. I mean, physically shifted to the point that I kind of like got jostled. And I went, Wow. I don't know what that was, but it was very palatable at the physical side of it. And up until the break, every time Colleen would come on, she'd go, Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, we got Clinton winning, Clinton winning, Clinton winning, Clinton winning, you know, and she was so happy. And then after the break, that's Trump, 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 because she was looking at the results as we were having the show. So timelines i mean i was sure i think i came back on i didn't listen to that part of the tape but i think i think i came back on and said i think we just went through a timeline shift because it had been so palatable physically i I could feel it you know and sure enough after that everything changed and we the the human beings chose a timeline of hope it was such a critical night it was such a critical election. And if you believe in the, let's say, the the image that 
I believe the founding fathers of the United States had, where all of the power of the nation is in the people. They took a little piece of the monarchy and they set up the executive branch. Then they took the concept of oligarchy, unfortunately, but oligarchy being the the rich and powerful type of people, and put them in the in the uh, in the Congress, and then they you know got the judge thing, so you got the three houses, but none of those houses they de- they designed the Constitution so that there were checks and balances, so that if any one of those branches began to dominate and control, as had been the history of humanity's governments, then the others had checks and balances to be able to offset that. Because always it was in the people. And probably the most important article of the of the Constitution is Article 10, because it states that if the federal government does something that the states don't like, the states have the right to, you know, take, it doesn't specify exactly what they can do, but it's their responsibility to make it right. And that if the states don't do it, then the people have to make it right. And the second thing that I'll point to is the the second amendment, because in that, what they say isn't that you know, yes, everybody can own a gun so they can kill everybody. No, that's not what they're talking about. They had just run a, won a war because they had guns. Everybody had guns. The problem was the ammunition. But they all had guns. And it was only because they had the guns that they were able to fight off the tyranny of the British uh, uh, world. <laughs> British people. It wasn't the British people. They were British. Uh, the monarchy. So... It comes back to the people. The people have got the power. And I have no idea why I'm talking about the Constitution and this. I was talking about timelines. But it goes down. It comes. Oh, I was talking about the election. So it comes down to the fact that right now we've got an election coming up. That the people who formed the Constitution believed in us. They believed that educated Americans would be able to make the right decisions. And I I just think that this is an affirming in so many different ways of our humanity and of our power as human beings. Every person, you know, is a creation of God, you know, because you can't take God out of the United States. That's what they're trying to do. That's why they hate us. They want to bring us down because we're a country of God-fearing people. So, anyway, I think that more and more people are waking up to reality, the truth. And because of Did that... Did you see the... Uh, there's oh, sorry, I, I just want, I needed to bring this up because it, it, it goes to what you were saying. Did you see the video that I sent you where Richard Beaumont did the uh, human design for the U.S.? I saw it last that- night, and I didn't. I couldn't get into it. I was just too tired. And I do. I oh. want you. What What did he say? Well, it's like 
when you look at the uh, the circus first, first, this is the, this is the human design of the United States, which made me. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Well, yeah. Re, uh, one of the circuits, the one that connects the root to the solar plexus, uh, it's the it's the circuit that it's where you're willing to fight for the reality that you want. And I thought, wow, this is very significant that this is actually an active circuit in the in the design. It's it's actually built into the design of the country that it's made up of people that are willing to fight for the reality that they want. And if that's not significant, then I don't know what is. Another another one is the uh, the circuit of logic, which uh, because of that circuit is active. I mean, that's why so much technology came out of the U.S. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the the whole concept of the internet kind of started in the in the U.S. And of course, correct me, I'm not a yes, it I'm did. I'm not U.S. born. Yes. But, uh, so all this all this explosion of technology actually came from here, and it's actually an active circuit. So you look at it, uh, all the things that are active, uh, in the and it's like, for example, the the fat, the reason the. The sacral center is open. It's it's all the possibilities. That's why it's all open because that's all the possibilities are fighting for the reality. Uh, for example, one that's significant is like when the heart center on a person. This is a, this is a, when I'm talking about a person. When a, when a person has the heart center open and defined the way the way it is in that chart, uh, they feel the pressure to constantly prove themselves. So they want to have the best house and the best the best job and the best fortune, and and the and that's when you're negative, when you're following your not self. But when you are your true self, you don't have to, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody, not even yourself. You can be exactly who you are without having the fear of oh, I'm going to look like less if I don't prove myself. So it's it's so interesting to see all the all the things that are active. And it, it actually plays out. Uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate that you know, for everything that is, there is the negative side of what happens when people don't know how to work correctly. But the potentials are there, and the, that business of being independent and that business of being innovative—it's—it's it's all there, where you don't—you don't see that in other, in other countries. So uh, it was really informative. That's why I sent it to you. Interesting. And that he based it just on the uh, on the birth date. Yeah, the signing of the signing of the declaration. That's that's considered uh, the birth of a country. Like for example, uh, I was thinking, wow, Nancy doesn't know how how lucky she has it here in the U.S. Here in the U.S., even though you have a central government, the the way the constitution is set up in this country. All the states are independent. That's why there are laws in certain states which are not present in other states. That's why it's been a historical thing that many times evildoers, you know, criminals, would jump the boundary line between one, the state line between one state and another because where there might be a law against something, that law is not present in this other state. So that was uh, something that was exploited, you know, by uh, that's people not, that are... That's not, that's not true. There's actually a, I forget which one it is, maybe maybe five, 
Well, no, where they stipulate that you can't go to another state for safe harbor. So if somebody was wanted on a charge of whatever in a state and ran to mm-hmm. another state that even didn't even have that law, they still would have to be expedited to the, to the state that had them. Correct. The point that I'm trying to make is that because the states are independent of each other and because they have different environments, they have different geographic, their laws are not identical. Their laws are tailored to what they need. So they, they, they are independent of each other in that sense. In Argentina, that doesn't exist. Because in Argentina, the states are, um, they are, uh, uh, what do you call it, they can function by themselves, but they are not independent of the, of the central capital. So what happens is that every year, the, all the money that the state generates gets funneled to the central capital. My father had a friend, a childhood friend, who worked for the Institute of uh, uh, Wine and uh, Fruit fruit Growers. They actually had to cook the books in order to leave money in the state because otherwise the capital took all the money away and the, the growers had no money left to do their, their job. But that's what they had to do. They had to lie to the government when they did the books so that they could keep money in the state so they could do their work. That's the horror of of living under a government that's like an octopus; they control everything. Well, the, so the, the 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 thing of it is, Walt, is that since the Civil War, see, I think that the states had every right in the world to secede from the federal government, um, and that to me, when that marked the end of the republic, because of what followed. It ended up becoming a corporation. The United States is not a republic. It's not a federalistic concept of government. It is a corporation. What we need to do is go back to the concept of these little, just like you're talking about, these little communities. Now, remember, these were colonies initially. They were British colonies. The you know, Georgia, North Carolina, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, they all were their own little governments, but under the crown. So when the, they came together to beat off the, the crown, they still had their own way of looking at life, their own perspective on reality, because they're all from different places. And that's what was so fundamentally the difference in the establishment of the United States because it did not come from some kind of a a powerful thing telling you what to do. It came from these different groups of people saying this is what mm-hmm. we want. And that's why you hear it's, it's spoken of the Constitution and, and the, the way it was put together you know, as the first time it had ever happened. Yes, it was the first time it had ever happened. Because even in, like, take uh, the British uh, colonies, or the British, you know, okay, India. If you take India, the Brits were really, really had their hands in everything. And it was a, a larger group of people. So when they threw the Brits out, they just threw the you know, the control, and they took over control, but they were working within the same framework that had been there. But the, And the another interesting thing about the Constitution is that 
the inspiration for it, you know, the structure of it, came from the Algonquin Nation. And this was a Native American, and again, group of tribes got together and they came together under a, you know, well, it wasn't, wasn't called federal, whatever they didn't, called didn't, it. Didn't the natives have a, like a, like a, like a, a confederation of themselves, of the different na- yes, uh, natives? Yes, yes, that's exactly nations? what they did. They did. And so the basics, you know, structure of the Constitution is based on that same structure. So it was the Native Americans that really did it, not the, you know, founding fathers. They just embellished it and got into a lot of other things. Well, but all they knew is the uh, European monarchies, so they couldn't have been the, the initiators of that. <laughs> anyway, we're that's, at, that's, that's we're, the reality they were coming from. We're at the top of the hour, and this is a long song, but I kind of think that it's appropriate. I said that I would sing by. Kirtana. And welcome back to Cosmic Reality Radio. My name is Nancy Hopkins. It's October 25th, 2022. With me is Walt Silva and Nicholas D. And for those people that are coming late to the show, maybe, uh, Dolly's a little under the weather, so she's not here. Um, So that was an interesting uh, first hour, and we didn't think we had anything to talk about, hey? Yeah, I took notes. I didn't want to interrupt you guys, and I think we can still uh, follow on this uh, subject because there's interesting angles to it. Okay, like what? Um, Let me just go to my notes. I wrote it down not to forget it. Um, You were talking about the – actually, Walt was talking about how it functions in in, uh, Argentina, and um, what occurred to me is that you know, Canada is similar to the states. Uh, Canada is separated into provinces instead of uh, states, and each province has its own laws. But you have the uh, on top of it, you have the federal government who's uh, trying to gain more and more control over individual um, provinces, just like the U.S. Uh, federal government trying to take over the states, uh, the power of the states. And um, it's le- it seems like they're working at trying to implement the model that uh, Walt was describing, uh, the model in Argentina where the uh, federal government seems to be the uh, omnipotent power that controls everything. Um, and what I, what I realized as I was l- listening to you guys talking about the different timelines, uh, all, all these efforts to bring this... Um, tyranny to in the US and Canada uh, like the, the the whole covid thing uh, cracking down on people uh, the way they did is is everything it seems to fail because the timeline we're on just does not support the energy does not support this dark agenda that we've been seeing through the uh, federal governments in Canada and in the states I mean, we, we're we looking at the DeSantis in Florida just actually doing what, what states are supposed to do, you know, voting their own laws and, and standing up against the uh, overreach of, of the federal government. Now, the, the, uh, the, big, the big curve, up, up, uphill curve, is to <laughs> deprogram the people because you remember the thing that... Uh, some months ago, 
uh, where in Florida they were they had no mask mandate. Remember that there was no mask mandate, but these buildings were uh, they they had these condos and there it was a retirement community, and most of them were Canadians. All the Canadians were wearing masks because. In Canada, yes, there was a mask mandate in Canada, so they were following in that. Remember that? <laughs> yes, and that was a clear, a clear example of programming. You know how oh, people wow. are programmed. I mean, that was such a, yeah, it was in your face example of pro people programmed. Oh. That's why the, the ones. That's why the guys in charge are getting away with everything because we tell them jump. People ask how high. <laughs> well, how many times have we said on this show, on past shows, that everything they try keeps failing and, and blowing up in their faces? Mm. And I guess that's what I was just saying earlier. The the timeline we're on doesn't seem to support energetically their dark agenda. Like every <laughs> move they've been doing is blowing up in their faces uh i mean in canada the the you know the whole trucker movement was to push back on the federal government trying to take over the the, the provinces and 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 you know impose the the t tyranny that they've been pushing so do you think everything that, do you think that that influenced the governments of any of the provinces have there been have you seen an indication of like places like Texas and even Arizona and Florida and, and other states pushing back? Are you seeing the provinces push back? Well, the only positive thing that I've heard, and I haven't looked much into it, as you know, I don't watch MSM, so I, I'm not up to date to what they're all saying. But recently, uh, and what I've mentioned on a, on a recent show, is this um, the new prime minister of Alberta who came out and said that the uh, unvaccinated uh, are have been discriminated against a lot, and they're heroes for having, uh, you know, stood in front of of all the rejection and blah blah blah. And I felt this was kind of weird uh, coming from a politician. I felt it was some kind of psyop. If this is true, um, well, this would be the sign, a clear sign of what you, what you're saying. The, the provinces. Uh, standing up against the uh, the the federal uh, government taking over you know it's funny uh, janine spoke about this uh, exact uh, thing uh, about this um this politician coming out saying that the unvax are heroes for having uh, endured the, uh, the the whole rejection the losing of jobs and everything And uh, the same uh, thing was said in France by this general who said the exact same message that the uh, unvaxxed people were heroes for withstanding the uh, the rejection and the whole uh, campaign against them. And Janine said that uh, she pulled cards on it, actually, and she said that the um, the whole thing looks like a PSYOP, but she said it's a, a PSYOP from the uh, White Hats. Not the dark ones. <clears throat> you know, I felt that it, it was a PSYOP. That's what I mentioned on a past show, that it, it felt to me, right away, I felt like this is a PSYOP. This is not real uh, thing. And uh, I was thinking, okay, it, it's probably the dark ones pushing this uh, glorification campaign 
of the unvax to see, you know, to get the unvax in the spotlight, just like they've put the uh, uh, health workers in the spotlight uh, during the pandemic. You know, people were clapping for the health workers and you had this big campaign of, of getting them in the spotlight. I felt it was a similar operation coming from the dark ones. But according to Janine's cards, it's a psyop from the white hats. So it's a good news. And maybe that uh, Alberta prime minister uh, standing up uh, could be a first sign of, of uh, other provinces uh coming out soon, you know, with, with positive message like that, you know, recognizing that the unvax were indeed tra treated unfairly and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Well, I'll tell you here in the States, the, um, the, the, the election the, uh, that's happening right now, there is more and more Republicans that are, that are getting a foothold. Like, there is definitely a wave of Republicans. But what's so interesting, again, it's, I think it's, it's an awakening. You know, as a historian, you look at different aspects of history to think that that's the dominating factor. Some people think it's government, and some people think it's social. I think it's economy. But in this case, what we're talking about is you've got more and more people awakening to the fact that, what do you mean these vaccinations don't work? What do you mean my insurance company's going broke because so many people are dying? You know, they're, they're starting to confront real-world problems that are making them look at things a whole lot different. And... The people in the Republican Party who the... Re okay, this was so interesting. They were the radical ones. They were the, the uh, MAGA people, okay? They were the ones that were telling the absolute truth. In the primaries, the Democratic side of the country spent a lot of money supporting those people so that they would win the primary because they felt that those kind of people were going to be easier to beat. All right? So you, because of this, it's dirty politics. Because of this dirty politics thing, you conceivably influenced the most radical MAGA people, and radical in the concept of they believe in God, they believe in patriotism. They believe in the, in the uh, sovereignty of the individual. You know, all the things that we talk about that we want, they believe in it. And they're being made to look like fools and that the election was stolen. Um, so now those people are, in some cases, beating their opponents. And even if they're neck and neck, what we know is that all of those polls out there uh, they, they, they're not accurate at all. But they always go towards uh, positive towards the Democrats. So if they, those polls themselves are showing that the Democrats are losing in the polls, that indicates that there's a lot more re red independents, even Democrats, who are going to those people that are 
resonating with them as being true, but more so being real, real people. You know, you see, you see Carrie Lake go up there, and she's one of the funniest politicians. Oh, I'd easily vote for her for president. She's so funny. Um, but she's taken on the media in a way that Trump did. I mean, you know, at, their target was the same. The, the way they do it is different. Um, because she just makes them out to be fools. Because what she did, now just think about this. I might have mentioned this before because I'm a great fan of her now. But what she did was she knew that she was in the media, TV. So what she did was she knew that the reporter asks you a question, you answer it. The only thing anybody hears is your answer, not how the reporter set you up. So she got a film crew to follow her around and to film the reporters. And then she releases it. You know, I mean, and, and that really is what's turning her, and she said that, that that was what was turning her election around. So the more they can pull the curtain wider and wider and wider, the more people are seeing it. And if if they, if they well, I think they're going to pull this off, that, you know, it's just going to be this massive, massive outcry by the people. You know, no, we want to go with the the concepts that we believe the country were all built on. And, uh, you know, to heck with these other people. They're kind of crazy. So it's really exciting. Now, don't sit home and not vote. Get involved in this thing. This is exciting. you got a chance to really influence. And am I afraid that they're going to steal it? No. I think that... that you know they 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 we know too much about how they operated, and um, yeah, they can make try, but I don't think they'll get away yeah, with but it. Nancy, ultimately, the energies supports our side, you know, and whatever whatever the dark side does, it blows in their face. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be exciting, and for heaven's sakes, if something terrible happens because they're trying, to, I, I'm, I'm sure they've been trying to orchestrate something terrible happening and it's just not happening uh, you know don't go there just see it's it. called nuclear war uh, that's no, what i've been trying no, to uh no no to i mean just don't even it, we have no contract with that humanity doesn't nor does the exactly nor do the apparently when you set off these nuclear bombs it does something to the structure of the galaxy or something or dimensions i'm not sure what and so it's absolutely prohibited um, it will not happen. We've heard, we've heard several times in the past that from um, uh, like uh, people who channel uh, higher beings that say that this is not allowed in our reality, the, the, the nuclear detonation, because like you said, it has uh, impacts on, on other dimensions. And Alex Collier recently um, put out a uh, one of his uh, webinars from 2016, and his ZT contact was saying exactly that. It's just not allowed. So the whole nuclear saber rattling that we're experiencing right now is probably just a, uh, they're trying to scare people, but I guess it, it, the energies are not supporting this scenario, so it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Okay, listen, do you have more on any subject? Because I do have a, it's 24 minutes long. It's Janine on the Queen. And it comes from, you know, this was an older one that 
I found, but it just sounded really fascinating. Um, I, I, I would just finish, before you go, with go the uh, timeline thing. The go other um, proof of, of switching of timelines is uh, the Mandela effect. That was the second thing I wanted to add. You know, we've we've experienced uh, weirdness uh, that we um, we call it a Mandela effect. And to me, the big proof was the uh, the Star Wars movie. I think we spoke about it on previous show. Um, like the the line in uh, one of the Star Wars movie, uh, Luke, uh, I'm your father, or uh, no, I am your father. In the new timeline, that the dialogue of the movie changed. To me, I remember clearly. I mean, I grew up watching Star Wars. I was nine years old when the first Star Wars came out and I saw it many, many, many times. So I I knew this the all the the Star Wars movies inside out. So when the the switch occurred with the new line, the the Luke I'm your father thing, uh, when the line changed, to me it was another proof of these timeline changes. And um yeah, I guess it's it's clear now that the Timelines exist and timeline switching uh, exists. It's clear the uh, the whole COVID separation thing is a clear proof, and the Mandela effect is as a clear proof of these uh, timelines. Well, I don't think they get into timelines on this, but they do get into the lizard connection to the queen. So, uh, twenty four minutes. You guys good with that? Walt, you good with that? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, so let's just go. Good, good. Everyone, I'm Ashley. And I'm Janine. And welcome to Deep Dive Fridays! Fridays. (laughs) Now, we were going to do deep dive on procedures, so medical procedures, and that's Mm -hmm. what I told everybody. (laughs) Okay. But then, the lizard queen died. (laughs) Which we have to touch on. Yeah, we have to look at the lizard queen. We need to look at... Queen Elizabeth. Definitely. We need to deep dive on her. If we have, it's been years. Oh, yeah. If we ever, I can't remember if we did, but if we have, everybody's forgotten, I'm sure, and I definitely have. Mm-hmm. And maybe the universe is more willing to give us all the dirt. Right. Maybe it's time, right? Because I know that I've dived on her before and it didn't always dish up the dirt like we needed it to. No, it kept a lot of things private, mm-hmm. especially with the whole monarchy the whole family there's lots of things that they won't reveal yeah Mm -hmm. and now it's i think it's time i mean she's finally been announced now we know she uh hasn't been around yeah for a really long time probably (laughs) at least a year maybe two and uh yeah i think she you know fell on a sword for her family so they could continue up until maybe sometime this fall i think it'll all be taken down but that's just what i've been getting in the card so we yep. don't know for sure but i think they're going to keep posturing as if one of them's going to go forward um first they might say charles but then i i don't know i keep getting william will be mm-hmm. put forward but then ne- neither of them actually reign i don't think i think the family's going down but that's just what i get and that's maybe more wishful thinking but seems like the cards agree yeah but we're going to look at, okay, was she always a lizard? Mm. So we know, we know, well, we believe, right? <laughs> she's of the lizard variety, okay? <laughs> and a lot of people have, have said that they've seen her turn into yeah. and or transform into a giant lizard. And as well, Prince Philip, mm-hmm. okay? So at rituals and ceremonies and 
horrific uh, things like that in cloning centers. It's been said and if people have come forward and whistleblowers that have been in those kind of uh, places mm-hmm. have, have uh, all had the same impression that she turns into a lizard, especially when there's a ritual involving blood. Yep. So, and uh, she's her ferocious, apparently, and yep. a ferocious lizard. Okay. So that's the first one. Has she always been a lizard? Then we want to know, like, depending on what it says there, when did she get taken over? Because I believe those lizard energies, they're entities, and they actually crawl in through the eye. Yeah, that's why well, that's, the Black Eye Club. There's been accounts of it happening. Other other ways, but they, but they take over. So they take over the the, the being. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then we want to know, was she ever human? Right. Because her mother, so the queen mom, was also rumored to be a lizard. Mm-hmm. And was a ferocious, evil entity, you know. And some people believe these these entities have lived in the human form and just jump from human body to human body. Yep. They jump from one to the other. And uh, that's how they last so long. So they could be one that's thousands and thousands of years old. So, wow. Right. Okay. So when did, you know, was she ever human? And was she born a she? Mm-hmm. So obviously that we need to ask that question. And before it wasn't really conclusive, as I recall, I looked at it one time. I can't remember what show, but it didn't look conclusive. But let's hope the universe is willing to cough that (laughs) info up now. Okay. Because some people, it's hard to say. Right. Sometimes they won't say, sometimes they don't know. Yeah. Right. Energetically, uh, maybe we just don't need to know that. Or maybe it's time to know. It's true. So let's have a look. And then how many other senior royals are lizards mm-hmm. or were? Because I believe a lot of the senior royals have been rounded up. Aren't around. Long time ago. Uh, most of them supposedly walking around are not the originals. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, will this family survive into the fifth dimension with the rest of us? Right. We must know. Will any of them? And uh, will the lizards continue to occupy the family members? Yeah going forward so these are some of the questions we want to ask they're burning yeah we need burning questions so (laughs) was she always a lizard we're going to start there let's do it yeah okay because that's a good one it's interesting that the word queen starts with a q i never thought of that just saying just weird Hmm. okay <clears throat> certainly was for a really long time mm-hmm. could have been could have been um entered at some point let's keep looking here what's nine and six so that's 15 maybe by 15 years old that makes sense because that's when puberty comes and that's when technically you're an adult yeah right? so yeah puberty And they needed her lizard material before she met Philip, it feels like. Her and Philip, they liked each other better because he was already a lizard. Weren't they cousins? They were cousins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. That, she Interesting. Was, yeah, I, yeah, I believe she was a lizard from 15. So up until 15, she was a human. It does look like, though, in these cards that it was a familiar thing to her. Like she was familiar with... 
maybe because some family members were were in it. For it instance, was like a normal occurrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably was shown in rituals from an early age. Yeah, early exposure. Right. right. She would have been shown the lizard and how they turn into lizards. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Very interesting. Because it definitely looks yeah. like, yeah, maybe the process wasn't very fun, but she was used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once she was a lizard, uh, she didn't really realize she wasn't a human anymore per se. Like I feel like while she was walking around as a human, it didn't occur to her that she was a, her body had been taken over by a lizard. Mm-hmm. Only when the lizard took over, and then the consciousness seemed to just transfer, transfer over. Uh, but it, otherwise, she really thought she was a human. Wow. Maybe that's how they get away with sort of going through their daily routines and stuff. Right. And being believable as humans. Without doing too much uh, shape-shifting. Fascinating. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Okay, so that's kind of answered a few here. We went right up to was she ever a human. Yep. And I believe she was by about 15 or 16, though, she would have been taken over. Taken over. Uh, Just, just, you know... before she came into sort of, I guess, the woman they were presenting her to be. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, do you want to see if she was born? Oh, yeah. Of the we female? Absolutely need to see do that. See if she was taken taken over or not? Yeah, like uh, transgendered from a from birth. From no consent? With no consent, right? Because that's what, obviously if it's from a tiny infant, it's, there's no consent. There's no consent. It's and not apparently, a choice. Yeah. yeah, they have a whole uh, rit- ritual and way of doing it over the first three years or, of their lives. Mm. So, yeah, it, there's de- definitely sometimes I think they don't even realize it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I believe they might believe. That's my belief about Catherine. So William and Catherine, mm. I, I've deep dived on her several times and she's absolutely was born a male. Interesting. And if you actually look at her torso and everything, and there's pictures of her in her early 20s, I think it was, or 19 or something, and she had a see-through dress on uh, where her whole torso could be seen through it, and it was clearly uh, the belly button placement and just the torso lines. It was a, a male torso. Fascinating. And then the long arms that go past normally where a woman's arms are, the square shoulders, square jaw, like yeah. all of the signs bigger hands. And of course I have big hands. I always mention that because people like to point it out. <laughs> You're also, yes, tall. I do. You're also quite tall. Yeah. But, uh, but my feet aren't really big to match and I have smaller shoulders than my hips, things like that. And she, she's got all the markers. Yeah. Her shoulders are wider than her hips and straight across, even though she wears things to soften the look mm-hmm. and the arms are longer and the feet are really big and they never focus on her feet. Just like Meghan Markle, they never focused on her feet because she yeah. had appalling feet and they were definitely male feet. <laughs> Meghan Markle. Yeah. And, and so does um Catherine. So there you go. All those Catherine lovers out there are going to be really mad at me, but that's just, that's, that's just the way it is. People. Way it is. You got to pay attention. Eyes wide open. Okay. Was she born a she or a he? Let's have a look. Okay. She was a girl. Look at that. Interesting. Yeah. She was a girl. Three of swords. Oh, oh, her emotional feminine self was was hurt out of her. Yeah. So, SRA, uh, starting at age one, 
So SRA she trained, was put into like, that, um, yeah, that awful system that they have. The program and yep. satanically ritually abused. And then, of course, MK Alter would have come after that. Potentially, yeah. Any kind of emotional response that would have been feminine was, was taken right out of her, shocked right out of her. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, that was pretty evident in her personality. I never mm-hmm. saw anybody more shut down. And you could blame it on the stiff upper lip, British stiff upper lip, but she went way beyond that. Oh, way sure. beyond that. I don't know what everybody's talking about. This great, fine woman, like all this ridiculous <laughs> tribute. It's absurd. Okay, this is somebody who stole people's children. And, yeah, uh, and went were, along with a were lot given, of... given people's children. A lot of atrocities throughout yeah. all the countries that her yeah. family had Even open taken ones, a, not even those over. secret ones I'm talking yeah. about. Right? Lots of mm-hmm. open stuff and lots of secret stuff that this family had got Colonizing around. all over the world and a party to colonizing Canada. Like, we that's just personally, we know that really yep. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all over the world. Australia, yep. like, like so many places, like <laughs> you can't even, how many mm-hmm. hundreds of places. Right. And all condoned by her and her family and a, and a fake family at that. Yeah. Okay. A fake family. Cause none of these Royals are real Royals from real Royal blood. They've all been taken over a long time ago by cabal. Yep. hundred percent. Wow. Okay. Well that gave us some really interesting, unfortunate insights. Yeah. But that's, it did tell us. Yep, it did. So that's interesting. Uh, let's look at how many of the royals were in the lizard variety. <laughs> that's one way to put it, right? The lizard variety. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's take a look. Senior royals. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Definitely the women. Yeah. And not as many as we probably think, which is fascinating. Or the people that were presenting as women. It's true. Interesting. Well, her queen mom, for sure. For sure. Because that's the mother. Hidden. Hidden. Right? Yeah, they kept it. They kept, I, I'd say three senior royals. At least before that. So at least there was probably one who took over on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them probably just had to follow suit with the behavior. Well, do, do you think? Do, doesn't the lizard enter and then stay? Yeah. Like hides in, inside the energy. Yeah. And then, and then transforms when it's needed ritual time and sort of the cat gets let out of the bag sort of yeah. thing, especially when there's live infant and blood type stuff going on stuff going apparently on. that gets them really excited yeah so that's very unique very unique so they kept it more to what presented as the women line the female line fascinating and uh, we know that philip mm-hmm. was but other than that it feels like the mother and maybe one other female yeah, well, and this is her line so philip's is completely different oh right remember even right. though they were related uh, yeah. Um, but it does definitely seem like they kept it on the female side, which yes. is fascinating. Maybe well, it was just a thing that they did. Or maybe it, this is interesting. Yeah. One of the meanest, most depressive ones was one of the strongest. That feels like the queen mum, because mm. she was known to be quite uh, a nasty ruthless. piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. 
ruthless and and that feels like she was she was maybe one of the stronger more powerful so she was probably a more powerful lizard entity than even elizabeth yeah interesting wow. maybe older even more ancient wow or the lizard just had more control okay yeah right who knows wow Wowza. I was expecting Charles to I be a lizard. I was expecting a bigger, like a bigger number. Let's ask Char- if Charles was. Okay. Just because I didn't get that. Wasn't that clear? It seemed well, to be really his, focusing his on family, the feminine. His family line is different too, because the queen mom is something else. Good point. But then Charles could be taking over something different, right? Mm-hmm. And um, don't forget that we don't know who Charles, well, there's speculation about who Charles's dad was, but none of the kids seem to be from the fathers they said. So Philip wasn't the father of any of them unless it was unless it was like done in a non-natural way. Very interesting. Mm, true. Very interesting, right? Okay. okay. Yeah, I deep dived on that and all the kids were from different people. I didn't think any of them were Philip's if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Right? Fascinating. Okay. Right? They just didn't want Philip involved in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just gross. Okay, let's have a look. So Charles, do we have a lizard there? Ooh. Well, big yes. Yeah, we got a big yes. Okay. Aces are yeses. Oh boy. Well, yep. we did. He okay. agreed to it. So when we asked a question, we did ask about the elder royals, not the currents. So this is he must be carrying on. Hmm. Their lizard line. Mm-hmm. Now he's capitulated and being, I think he's, you know, at some place like Gitmo. Okay. If, if, which wouldn't surprise me. I'm pretty yeah. sure we got that. Cause that's justice and capitulation. So even, even like, I wonder how the lizards feel when they're locked up. Wonder if that takes the lizard out of them. You know what I, I don't mean? think it does. I just don't think it gets. It's not going to get fed what it usually likes to. Fed? I don't want to say it's getting fed. Horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's receiving the proper activity it needs to Mm -hmm. like sustain itself. So it could go dormant. Who knows? Yeah. And that's what that kind of looks like. Right. Really dysfunctional. Or he's going squirrely. Squirrely. Right. That's what it kind of feels like. That's what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because dormant, that's where you got that idea probably, but that could be squirrely. And then it's sort of, what's that word? Like kind of like. Goes dormant, fading, dormant. Yeah, dormant's a good one. That's a good one too. A fade. I just get this fade where its energy fades. Doesn't have the the power. Yeah, if it's used to a specific Mm -hmm. activity. Yeah. So they're being, he's being held, and in some kind of justice is going to be served in the near future. Yeah, karmically, and from the alliance in the White Hats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just been waiting there. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it's that lizard line is taking off or uh-huh. it's just fading away and it's not going to be kept on because mm-hmm. I know what we've de- delved into before. It has to go from one host to the next mm-hmm. to survive. Mm-hmm. So right. if it dies off with him, it dies off. Wow. So hopefully that happens. Okay, maybe that's why they're keeping and holding it. They're working on it. So let's see. We had another question. Will this family survive into the fifth dimension? Okay. Will right? any of these family members survive? Right. The, the monarchy, the British royals? Let's mm-hmm. call it the British royals. The British, British royals, royals, we'll call them that. Okay. 
Well, they certainly want to with that strategy card. Mm -hmm. They fought really hard for that. And a, a couple of years ago when we were looking, I was looking really clearly at Queen when we thought maybe she was even still alive. Mm -hmm. She was on house arrest. It was after the visit from Trump and team where they showed her they had it all. Yeah. And uh, the Royals capitulated. And that's when uh, Trump walked in front of her and made that. And everybody was in an uproar about that. But actually, and also he seemed like he was capit that the army had capitulated to him. Mm -hmm. So the Queen's army seemed to be taking their orders from him in mm -hmm. some of the video footage yeah. and everyone was all up in arms because they didn't understand that actually what was actually happening. Yeah. They didn't mm -hmm. know. Right. So uh, it feels like some kind of arrangement was made that brings them to present moment. But now that looks like some of the things they were meant to do to keep the agreement haven't been done. Right. They haven't been holding up their end of the bargain. And, and, and it looks like it's probably getting a lot harder for them to stay here. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, maybe one or two of the kids going into it. Which makes sense because the kids wouldn't really know, right? They're small enough. Yeah, so that's the daughter, the son. Okay. One of the sons. I don't know which one. Don't, well, Maybe all the kids. Don't they all only have boys? No, they have a daughter. Right. Uh, Prince William and Catherine have a daughter. And two sons. Two boys. Yeah. So it looks like the uh, all the kids actually look like they could be going into the Potentially new the world. kids are going forward, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because then they won't have the knowledge of it. Yeah. They're going to be, uh, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to work on healing them. Healing the family. It's going to take time. Yeah. Healing their. Right. Because you bet they on. already started SRA on those kids. Probably. You can see it in, in, in particular, the eldest son of William and Catherine's. Mm -hmm. You could see it. It started to look really evident, actually, yeah. in the photographs of them and dark circles under the eyes and just looking really oddly too old for his age and weird mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay, well, I think that about wraps it up here. Yeah. Do you want to see yeah. if we've missed anything? Yeah, let's, see if, we, wants to tell us anything? let's see if the universe wants to tell us anything on this subject. Okay. <laughs> wow. Pretty interesting. Right? Kind of cool. Wow. Interesting. So I got, I get the feeling that within two, that could be hours or days. With Maximum swords. months. Max. Max. Right? Could more, more like hours or days. Yeah. Swords are really fast, but mm -hmm. right away here, I feel like, uh, there's going to be a really some really big things happening. A really big shift that shows the very end of because it's been long and drawn out. But I feel like all of a sudden you will see very clearly the world will see very clearly the very end of this bunch. Yeah, we'll see that regular folks are just going to be catching on that there was even a bunch like that. Yeah, because of the, the everybody else isn't paying attention. Yeah, Let's, they're not. You know, yeah. and if you're not paying attention, you're not seeing it. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of sorrow and sadness in the world mm -hmm. when that happens uh, around just realizing this bunch was who they were, the elites. Potentially how people awful that, they were. People that you gave that much power to. Like yeah. people idolized in front of these people. Yeah, put them on pedestals. We need to learn never to bow to another human again. What on earth were we thinking? Right. This Nobody is, is above you. There's nobody below or above you. No, nope. and that has to go in the human reality. Mm -hmm. We we have to 
let go of that. Moving forward, we yeah. all go together. Nobody's yeah. a royal and lords over you just because of uh, some birth placement. That's yeah. absurd. Okay, so. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to stop doing that forever. Yeah, but the whole world's going to find out about this in very short time here. Yeah, it does feel like it's going to feel not so good, quite icky for a lot of people for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, A a lot of Brits are going to be really disappointed in this. A lot of Canadians, too, which is strange. Strangely, a A lot lot of of the Commonwealth countries, too, which is interesting, considering we we as the Commonwealth know exactly what kind of destruction this, or we should this family has done we should know but we should they know. don't they people don't pay attention now going forward we're all going to just need to pay more attention oh for sure and uh not just let things slide and come from a place of freedom and sovereignty and equality yep thank you so much <laughs> for watching yeah thanks for watching and do yeah because it's on your channel like, like share, share and subscribe, and subscribe to Ash- <laughs>
that's going to be shocking for people who have absolutely no idea. You know, people who worship the royals. <coughs> I mean, they're in for <coughs> a hell of a rough awakening. <coughs> I mean, in Canada, you know, Janine was talking about the um, the natives that disappeared and, you know, kids... Native kids were literally kidnapped from their families to be put into these government-ran uh, and church-ran uh, re-education schools. And uh, this is such a dark page of the Canadian history. When people will hear the real dark agenda behind, which was probably the kidnapping of kids... Which I think Janine spoke about it. That uh, I think the uh, Queen Elizabeth came to Canada, and um, she visited one of those re-education center, and ten kids disappeared, and uh, it was never really explained what happened. And I guess people are going to be shocked. It's going to be a rough awakening. The whole lizard thing. V, the TV show. Do you remember that? Yep, yep. It's like they told us about this a long time ago. You know, don't worry about it. We've been leading you for for decades. Well, uh, centuries. <laughs> you know? We're your friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another so, interesting thing that uh, Janine was talking about is the... Um the whole switching at birth of, of certain chosen ones, um, like some of the royals born uh, male and they're, they're switched to females. Once I became aware of this concept, I started looking, um, I started seeing it everywhere. You know, uh, Hollywood stars, musicians. I mean, there's no proof, but intuitively, when I look at certain people, I just, my alarm bells just go off. It's like, yeah, that's one of them. That's one of them. Switch at birth. Switch at birth. And that's do you another. Think, do you think that's an attack on God? Well, it is. I mean, that's, it's the whole satan, satanic inversion thing right there. I mean, they make you believe, you know, a lot of these stars, uh, who've been inverted is, is the ultimate, uh, satanic message you know they fooled you with this inversion they invert everything all the oh, way to the, this isn't the, the message uh, isn't the message uh fuck nature and nature is god so yeah it's it's that it, i think to that. me it's the ultimate inversion uh it's the incarnation of the ultimate inversion and we we see it now it's it's like being brought to the new level with the whole um transgender push you know, and 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 doctors you know, performing. You know, one of the things I noticed, uh, sorry for interrupting you, yep. is that from a psychological point of view, I'm aware from you know years and years ago about people that have, for whatever reason, uh, grow up and they have psychological uh, issues, and they are. I remember reading the case of a of a professional race car driver who went through the sex change operation but he was already in his 30s when it happened so this is these are people that have a psychological issue for whatever reason and they need to address the issue because they don't feel like themselves they, they want they have a condition 
They don't feel like themselves. They want to. They have a right to be happy, like any human being. So they did something about it. But when you are taking it to the extreme, where you're forcing children to make this decision when they haven't had a chance even to be grown-ups, yeah. How, do, how does it? You know, how do you do that? That that's, well, that's absolutely wrong. What I find terrible is actually the doctors performing these surgeries on kids. I mean, removing body parts. You know, this kid that identifies as a, a girl and they just perform the operation. I mean, these doctors are evil. Yeah, but one of the things is that when they when when they are doing the sex change operation, let's say on a female on a male child. They don't remove the prostate. That's a female that has a, an active prostate. So they can't give a male the power to conceive. They haven't done that. They haven't done that. A womb trans. A tr uh, first of all, uh, a, a womb transplant. You you need the genetic compatibility. It's like a heart transplant. Even people that get heart transplants, you know that they live the rest of their lives drink you know they have daily they have to consume like a dozen drugs so they don't they don't suffer rejection from their from the body to the uh, to the alien heartbeat even even if the person has a tissue compatibility with you you still have to live the rest of your life taking uh, drugs so that you don't suffer a organ rejection so that they can't do that with a womb so no matter what fancy they it's cosmetic it's like cosmetic surgery yeah, it looks, it, they've done, they've changed the appearance, but the actual functionality is not there. That 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 so-called female cannot conceive. It, it yeah, it's I telling. Know. It's <laughs> telling of, of their whole thing. You know, the it's an illusion. What they're projecting is an illusion, the, the, the sex yeah. change. And it's uh, it shows that their whole agenda is a big illusion because they're not omnipotent and... They're not gods, so they lost. <laughs> yeah, they're creating a, a generation of traumatized people. That's it's like that, a yeah. you know what? It's like re revisiting the concentration camps of the Second World War, where they they produced generations of people traumatized to the, you know to the end of the of the, of time because of the horrible atrocities that they went through. They're repeating again. They're doing it again. Now they're doing. They're using sex as an excuse. Can, do we agree that uh, these kids going through this these traumatic experiences, um, they came here and it's part of their uh, soul contract to live these these experiences? I I I, I think that uh, there's a bit of everything. I, I cannot make a blanket statement saying, oh, every single, no, because not not everyone that is incarnated is actually, has that level. Uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time where the level, the vibrational level of the incarnating soul is directly re connected to the attitude of the parents. If that child has been conceived in the throes of pure lust, I'm sorry, but that's a very that soul. There is a great possibility that it's going to be a very ignorant soul. If the if that child has been conceived because the 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 couple has been really in love and they're together because they really love each 
chances are that it's going to be a very high vibrational soul. So not all there's no one size fits all, and there is everything under the sun. So I cannot make a blanket statement. Yeah, everyone no no I can't do that. It's going to be a, a case by case situation. Unfortunately, <clears throat> so many children are conceived as the fruit of lust. You know because sex is a form of entertainment. They don't they don't see it for what it really is. So unfortunately, that's a that's a fact of life. Majority we have a fact of life. A fact of life is that we've got to uh, hang up here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you you want to say good night, please? Good night, everybody. Have a happy time. Good to have you here. Hey, good night, folks. Thanks to our chatters, and uh, let's all send Dolly some good uh, positive energy. Yes, absolutely. Send joy to the sheriff. Yes. And tomorrow we have Radio 5G. It's uh, pre-recorded, and it's uh, very interesting. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's uh, Dr. Uh, Jane Ruby and uh, the attorney that went before Congress to talk about the military vaccinations and the after effects. But what was most amazing was all these other little things that he talked about. It's just full of information. I took more notes in that one than any other. Thank you all for being here, and we will see you next time. And, of course, I don't have this set up right here. This is Cosmic Reality. Where is my outro, intro, outro? Goodbye. Teaching. Preaching. The unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.